0: Once we're clear on the message, it's then a case of, well, who's the target audience? Who are the people that you want to work with? Where do they hang out? What are their interests? Where can you start to reach them and get noticed by them? What do you want to be known for around?
1: Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills? Or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real estate investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey
2: hey real estate investors it is sarah larby here and welcome back to another episode of where should i invest today's guest paul cutcuts is my branding and strategy coach consultant and paul is one of the first brand experts in north america he's been doing this for over a decade and Paul is a regular workshop facilitator, a speaker for organizations including Royal Bank, TD Scotia, Royal Page, CIBC. He's also an invited speaker at many professional organizations and associations. And this year in March will also be speaking at the 2019 Investor Forum. Paul's specialty is to work with busy professionals whose income and success are dependent on their mastering of their personal professional brands. Through actionable creative ideas and practical revenue strategies, Paul helps them boost their visibility, earn more income with less efforts, and also have fun. A regular media resource, Paul's perspectives and client personal brand actions have been featured in magazines like Forbes, Elle, Money, Reuters, The Wall Street Journal, as well as online and all major Canadian newspapers, including the Globe and Mail and the Financial Post. His own corporate career started in banking and ended in biotech, two subjects that he actually failed at school. And just so that you guys know, a little bit of background, about a year ago, I only had LinkedIn and I didn't have any business cards. I was just starting a podcast as an example and I had no branding, I had no strategy and literally I went on LinkedIn and I looked up, I searched strategy or branding coaches or PR coaches and I found Paul and I've been working with him ever since. And so much has happened in the past year. I now have a website. I'm providing help coaching. I'm doing so many things that I would have never been able to do by myself. So Paul has been a tremendous help in helping me with my own brand and also helping now the right club. He's working and doing a lot of the things behind the scenes to get the right club, the brand that it's looking to get as well. So I'm really excited about this interview as a real estate investor. If you guys are looking at really branding and strategizing, this is going to be a great interview. And if you do like the interview, please feel free to leave a rating and review and onto the show. Hey guys, Sarah Larby here today with Paul Cupcut. Paul is actually my branding and strategy consultant. And about a year ago, I started working with Paul and I realized I had no brand, I had no strategy, I literally had no business cards and people didn't really know what I did in real estate until I met Paul. And so today we're gonna talk about branding and strategy and how to really put your name out there as a real estate investor. So welcome to the show, Paul.
0: Thank you, Sarah. It's uh, good to be here.
2: Great, great. So for those of you that may not know, may not have looked at your profile, what exactly is a branding and strategy consultant?
0: So, well, there's probably a million and one different definitions, but what I do is help people who struggle with clearly defining what it is they do and who they do it for, and help them get very clear on that uh, in terms of a message, and then how do they best communicate that. So if you're income or success is dependent on mastering your personal brand, then that's what I help people do.
2: So you've spoken to, you know, many professionals, you, you've you got a long list of things that you've done. Can you give us a little bit of a background on some of the businesses or people that you've helped or where you've spoken in the past?
0: Yeah, so I started off when I first got into personal branding, it was really more around the career part of personal brand. So helping individuals and uh, when personal branding was first kind of written about and talked about, it was it was very much people used it as a way to stand out in the job market. Mm. And that's kind of evolved and developed. And there's a couple of reasons that that's happened. And, you know, you're a classic example is somebody who is building a brand outside of what they would do in their career uh, for a you know, initially a side business or, or whatever it is. So. We're very much more now. The world of work is very different from what it was even 10 or 15 years ago. You know, we're no longer dependent on a job for life. You're not going to work for one employer. You're almost certainly most people. I think the latest figures I saw was something like a third of North Americans will be working for themselves in some way or another in the next five to 10 years. So if you think of it from that perspective, that's why it's so critical now that you need to have an understanding of what it is you bring to the table because you may not be doing it for an employer in the future. You may be doing it for yourself and a group of people that you're trying to attract. And then the other element is the, the whole technology and social media thing. So the fact that we now have an opportunity to be our own media companies effectively. We don't have to rely on the traditional forms of media and we're seeing traditional forms of media being challenged all the time is, you know, you now control the message. Previously, we had to go and find other big organizations to do that for us. Newspapers, radio, TV, that's not the case anymore. You, you have your own TV station on YouTube. You can have your own you know, mini PR company on Twitter, and you can have your own uh, newspaper on Facebook, or, uh, and you can have your own magazine on Instagram. So it's a combination is- of those two things.
2: Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned it. And I am also a big believer that you only have one life and you probably aren't going to work for the same place, the same employer, like people might've done 30 years ago because they had pensions 30 years ago. There were, you know, additional reasons why somebody would stay with one employer and we don't have that anymore. And even, you know, myself as a millennial, you know, I've, I've gone from a few different jobs when I first started because in order to raise your income, to raise the, the types of role that you're doing, um, you do need to job hop. But I think it's it's important at some point to, to settle in somewhere. But the, the side hustle, working for yourself and creating additional streams of income is extremely important because at the end of the day, you don't even know what's gonna happen. You don't know what jobs are going overseas, but you don't know even what's gonna happen to you personally. Um, you may not be able to work for whatever reason and, and then what. Um, but why should you also work until you're 65? Right. You should be able to retire if you wanted to after 15 years of working because you've replaced your income. And so I'm definitely a big believer in that piece. And you know, it was funny because when we, we started talking first, I found you on LinkedIn because you've got so many different things that you did on LinkedIn. I'm like, this guy's gotta know what <laughs> branding and strategy is. And I was talking to a couple other real estate investors and they're like, You probably should like at least get some business cards or something, you know, like I literally had nothing. And so I'm just like, I had this person's voice in my mind. I'm like, I need to really brand myself better. (laughs) So so that's how, uh, that's how I I researched on LinkedIn and I I found you. So (laughs) here we are, I guess a year later. Great. So real estate investing, how different is that, I guess, or working with investors compared to others that you're currently working with?
1: Well, I I mean,
0: I do work with a variety of people. So I speak on the subject across North America, and that could be inside a large organization to help employees brand themselves internally. But equally, a lot of my time is spent working with what I would term service professionals. So that could be lawyers, accountants, high net worth financial planners, and now real estate investors. So I, I I see real estate investors as an extension of that professional service mix because you're selling knowledge you're selling expertise you're selling trust you you, all those kind of things so uh, the process the personal branding process i take people through can apply to anyone but it's a case it's not so much of a important bit isn't whether it works for a real estate investor or mortgage broker or a realtor or whatever the key is there are a hundred or a thousand of you all claiming to do the same thing so you know realtors is a is a great example so i'm in hamilton I think there's 2,200 or 2,400 realtors in Hamilton, Burlington, real estate associations. I mean, how do you pick one over the other? Every one of them is going to tell you they can sell a house, buy a house. You know, they're trustworthy. They're honest. You're not going to say they're dishonest, mm-hmm. so that doesn't differentiate them. So it's their personal brand that will differentiate. So that's the key is the whole process is helping them understand what is that process. And then what are they, what do they bring to the table that's different that makes them stand out? The same applies for real estate investors. So, and the other element is to specialize at least initially to try and be something to everyone. If, if you're a brand new real or you're relatively new into real estate investing and you say, yeah, well I can do a burr or I can do a flip or I can do this, I can do that. I can do that. The person you're talking to is going to go, Whoa, hang on a minute. They're not, they're not focused or, do they really have the, all that expertise? So yes, you can get there in 10 or 15 years time where you could end up doing a whole bunch of different deals. But initially you probably want to pick on the one that you're, you're comfortable with, you have knowledge of, you have success with, and, and then build it from
1: there.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's really good insight. So let's just say, you know, I'm a new realtor or I'm an investor with a few properties and, you know, all I have right now is maybe some business cards. What does that process look like? Let's just say you start working with them, you know, a year from now. What, what does that transformation look like?
0: So first and foremost, the, the key is understanding, you know, what what that personal brand differentiation is. So as I mentioned, there'll, there'll be a set of there'll be a set of attributes and skills that you're going to associate with all good real estate investors. Um, so knowledge, uh, honesty, hopefully. <laughs> um, but those sort of things would, would definitely be counted. Um, but those are the ta- what I call the table stakes. They get you in the game. So if you're, if you're trying to attract an, an investor, the investor's going to expect to see that in anybody on the people that they're looking at shortlist-wise, the, the people that they're interested in potentially working with. So that gets you in the game, but it doesn't differentiate you. it doesn't make you stand out from anyone else. So first and foremost is spending some time understanding what are those emotional attributes and skills that people associate with you but not with someone else. Right. so if you're if you're the humorous real estate investor, as long as you're, you're balancing the humor, yeah. then that could be a differentiator. or you know if you're a real estate investor that or if you're a, a real estate, Um, investing, you're trying to attract investors who maybe are first time investors. You know, they've got their RSPs, they've got their their pot of money, but they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And they don't want the hassle of doing it themselves. So they want to come to you and you've got experience of working with people first time. So you can hold their hands, you can you're caring, you're supportive, you know, that you don't need to necessarily be caring or supportive to be a good real estate investor, but being funny or caring or supportive or quirky or, or 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 a particular target market or a particular geography. So for example, like yourself, Sarah, you know, you've, you have tended to focus in, in Brantford as a as a market and you've got to know Brantford very well. So if, if somebody came to me out of the blue and said, now thinking of investing in real estate and I'm kind of looking at Brantford, who should I speak to? Mm-hmm. You're the only person that's going to come first to mind for me is – go talk to Sarah because she knows that market she's got eight houses, nine houses there. Go, go speak to her. She'll help you. So, and then that, that, you know, I confidently then can recommend you because your brand is so strong and your reputation has been built around that, that differentiation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that I regret is, you know, last year I was on the front page of the Toronto Star article, I didn't even have Facebook or Instagram or like literally I had LinkedIn and it had nothing to do with real estate. <laughs> and people had like such a hard time finding me. And I think I missed an opportunity to really connect with a lot of people. And so, um, you know, branding and strategy, like that's something you probably want to think of, um, you know, before you really need it. And, um, you know, and I know you, you speak a lot about that. Um, Once you do find out, you know, what those attributes are, like, you know, what are some of the things that you've done that you've worked with people to to get them to? I'm assuming it's going to be goals based, obviously, with what they want. But what are some of those things?
0: Yeah. So once we're clear on the message, it's then a case of, well, who's the target audience? Who are the people that you want to work with? Where do they hang out? What are their interests? Where can you start to reach them and get noticed by them? What do you want to be known for around... Real estate. You know, do you want to be known as a particular type of investor? Do you want so starting to build that kind of thought leadership knowledge around. Um, say you're going to specialise in wholesaling. So if you're going to be the wholesaler, then you know where where are people going to want to find out about that kind of information? Where do you start posting that that they're going to read about it? That you're going to start to be not just somebody to work with, but somebody if, if, you're thinking of wholesaling and then you're the person to go to, that's what you want to try and achieve so that people aren't second guessing or struggling with, well, yeah, I know Sarah, but what does she do? And that, that's, that's not a clear brand. That's not clarity. The other thing is, you know, we're all busy and you know, a lot of, a lot of people have, you know, this is, this is part of just part of their lives. So where are you going to spend that time you want to be efficient. You want to, you know, um, you want you want to maximise your resources. Um, you want to leverage your time. You don't want it to become a full time job just trying to get noticed by investors. You want them to find you because they, because of that clarity of brand and message. So you know, some sometimes you know, social media sometimes it's a little bit overplayed in terms of social media is just a just the modern day tools that we have now previously it was PR releases and newspaper articles and you know those are still relevant and they're still good and the credibility is still absolutely if you if you appear in the Toronto Star or the Globe and Mail that carries way more credibility than you know I got 300 likes on Facebook yeah that's (laughs) great but it doesn't quite carry the same level of, of credibility but you know social media is just another tool so you want to be sure that if you're going to get your message out there, is that the right medium for you to be using? So, you know, I think LinkedIn is a good example of a platform that I think is probably a little bit underutilized. I see a lot of realtors on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. but all they do is post house listings. Right. That's not good branding. I mean, I, I can go to MLS and find the house listings. I don't need to go to LinkedIn to find that. So
2: what do you recommend that they should post?
0: Well, again, it, again, it goes back to what do they want to be known for, right. you know, or, uh, you know, you might do something around, you know, giving, adding value. I mean, video is, is starting to take off on LinkedIn, but it's still very early stages. So, you know, there's a, there's a great uh, realtor in the Oakville area, Vishal um, Kapoor, I think if I said his name right, he works with Century 21 okay he he does weekly videos on linkedin they're they're really funny a couple of the ones he's done funny ones where he's actually interviewed himself and managed to and managed to cut it in and merge it so there's a little bit of humor there so i I know if i see a video in my newsfeed and it's him i'm probably going to stop and watch it because he's managed to get catch me with a couple that i found interesting or amusing but he adds value as well He, he gives tips he gives and it's not the kind of standard tips he's kind of Thinks a little bit outside of the box as to you know what is what are my potential buyers thinking? You know, a great thing would be you know what are the ten things that you've been asked a hundred times by potential clients? Well, okay, shoot a video for every one of those ten. Great. Right. Thirty seconds. Grab your phone. Shoot yourself. Stick it up on LinkedIn. Yeah, you know, this is the number one thing that clients or you know potential clients always ask me, and here's the answer. You know, put that as a text. People are going to watch it. And most people have got video on automatic, so um, it it automatically plays as a default setting on LinkedIn. So using an app like Clips on on the iPhone, and there there is an Android version as well, it actually transcribes right at the bottom of the video. Hmm. So most people have sound turned off because they're on LinkedIn, they're they're at work, (laughs) quite often, so they have the sound turned off. But if they see script coming up straight away they'll tend to continue to watch versus stop it. So, yeah, that's
2: interesting. That is actually exactly bang on what I do. And I, I do, it's like, <laughs> I usually wake up at five, and then I'll spend, like, the first half an hour in bed reviewing articles. And oftentimes, if I'm on LinkedIn, it's those videos. And I can't put the sound on because then I'll wake up <laughs> my partner. But it is exactly what I do. And right. I never even thought, you know, and it's hard. And maybe this is a question that you can help answer. But, you know, when someone's has a full-time job, and they've got a a side hustle, you know, how do you strategically put yourself out there on LinkedIn without, you know.
0: That's, yeah, you've got to be careful with that because obviously you don't want it affecting, if that's your main source of income right now, then you don't want to be necessarily rocking the boat or putting the the flag up. Um, So that's probably a personal call that you're going to want to, to kind of say, is that the right medium for me given what the message that might send in terms of my current employer
1: and so you
2: that, don't think that we should have a second profile
0: it's actually against linkedin's terms and conditions not okay. that i can't believe linkedin would actually linkedin can't close down false profiles so I mean, <laughs> the chances that they're going to shut you down for having two real ones are pretty pretty slim but i mean i guess the issue is you if somebody's still searching your name if it's Mm-hmm. The HR director is searching your name and looking for you on LinkedIn. They're still going to find two profiles with your headshot. So. Right, right. Oh, um,
2: yeah, makes sense for sure. You know, we, I was uh, talking to one of my investor friends, and they get all their joint ventures from videos, not necessarily LinkedIn, but just even just YouTube. And you know, just being consistently posting on YouTube created him to be able to buy twelve properties. <laughs> By using joint venture money, which is actually pretty good, I'm like maybe I should up uh, <laughs> my YouTube game a little. <laughs> yeah. Do you YouTube.
0: Well, I mean, as I said earlier, you know, YouTube is like your own personal TV channel. Mm-hmm. So if you can, you know, it goes back to is that where your target market is looking? But so I mean, certainly YouTube as a channel for video is actually also one of the top channels for music. Interesting. So
2: interesting. Because yeah. they have
0: tons of playlists. But yeah, you, I, I, the one thing to keep in mind is perhaps not to try to do too much everywhere, but maybe pick one medium that you're most comfortable with. So, I mean, if you hate being in front of the camera, then shooting yourself doing selfie videos every day is probably not gonna right. feel great. But you know, there are other tools that you don't need to actually be in front of the camera and still do videos. I mean, you can do voiceover slide decks. You know, there's, there's an app called Lumen5, which is free. I mean, most of these, these apps are free, which is great. Um, so you could write an article, upload it into Lumen5. It takes what it thinks are the key messages, turns it into a slide deck presentation with images and you can add music and you can go in and edit the, the keywords.
2: Very cool. I didn't and know it, about
0: this. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, it is quite accurate, you know, it, it picks out what it thinks are the, the key elements and then you can just literally download that and upload it into, into LinkedIn. So, or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. Hmm.
2: That's pretty cool. Are there other new, you know, types of social media that we should know to start thinking about or looking at or,
0: you know, so if, if you're, say you're a real estate investor where your target market are, you know, say mortgage brokers and realtors, for example, then you know, chances are it's either going to be Facebook or LinkedIn are the two places where these, these guys hang out the most. So each, I mean, each social media channel has a different, tends to have a different marketplace uh, or, or target audience. But, you know, the big four are still probably or five, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Those are, you know, th- those are probably going to be the first five that you're going to end up with unless there's something really specialized or specific geography kind of network. But the other one, you know, there's other places where, you know, other forums, you know, there's places like Quora, which is a a and a type forum. Yeah, that can be a place where you could go and share your knowledge and try and get noticed that way. A little bit more hit and miss because a lot of people go there just to get answers and not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily drive people to you, but it, you know, again, it goes back to how much time have you got? Mm-hmm. Where's your target audience hanging out and you know, what can you dedicate towards getting that message out? So rather than try and do one message into five networks, you might be better off doing five messages into one. network. Right. So. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. What else should we know about branding and strategy as a real estate professional?
0: Probably the other things are around, um, I I call it the three C's. So clarity, so clarity of message, consistency. So everything I see you do, everything I see you interact with, or 90% of the time, it goes back to, oh yes, that's part of your brand. So clarity, consistency. And I used to say constantly or constancy kind of working at it all the time, but I've, I've kind of dropped that now and said, now it's, it's not necessarily you need to be doing all the time, but you need to have context. Okay. So it needs to have relevance to the, you know, if, if I keep seeing stuff from you and I think there's no relevant then I'm just going to, you know, I have the option to take you out of my newsfeed or right. see your notifications, not see your updates. So, and people are doing that a lot more people are being a lot more culling kind of stuff because there's so much being thrown at us all the time. So think about context. Am I giving, you know, goes back to, you know, what are the 10 questions that people always ask you? And then think about, if you want to add to that is what are the 10 things that people never ask you, but you wish they did. Hmm. That would be 10 good videos as well. 10 good, write, You know, 10 good posts. I mean, some people love to write. So if that's the case, then, you know, longer form posts, uh, maybe links back to longer form blog posts, sending people to your website. I mean, there's um, there's a guy down in the U S called Michael Hyatt and he talks about what you have to remember with everything is you you still want some kind of web presence that you own right that's, that's kind of your home country if you like and then all these other places linkedin and youtube and facebook they're your embassies if, you know people get a flavor for your country through that embassy <laughs> what you want them to do is to come and travel to your home country so that's that's the goal is to get them finally to your to your website and then hopefully on to some kind of you know, email is still strong. It's still the best form of trying to keep in touch with people. So building some kind of email list mm-hmm. will help you for sure. Because as we've seen numerous times over the last few years, the rules change. So LinkedIn, for example, has just made it impossible for you to download people's emails anymore. You really? used, to, used to be able to do that. Okay. They, they just, they turned the switch off two weeks ago and didn't announce it of course they're not going to announce it because we'd all be rushing there to right. to quickly get our contacts downloaded so you can download your contacts but the email addresses are not attached anymore. Hmm. so the rules will always change but if you own the email list you'll always own that email list so. yeah
2: absolutely and in Canada too there's a lot of uh, rules and regulations about spamming and that kind of stuff so definitely yep. important to uh, to keep track and note of that <laughs>
0: yes very much so yeah. yeah, the fines, are, I, yeah, they can be brutal. So,
1: Where should I invest? With your host, Sarah Larvey. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, guys. I just wanted to take a quick moment and pause the podcast interview here because I wanted to introduce you to Dahlia Barsoom of Streetwise Mortgages. I am a big believer, as you guys probably have heard work with a mortgage broker they are going to help you scale and when i was first growing in real estate investing and looking to buying my second property and my third property i was going directly to the bank then i hadn't met dahlia yet and i actually was hitting a roadblock when it came to financing because the bank started asking me for 25 percent as the down payment and then for my third property they wanted 35 percent And it was really, really hard for me to, A, understand why it was creeping up like that. And B, I didn't have 35% to put down. I had 20%. And luckily, I actually met Dahlia at that point in time. And Dahlia is actually an investor herself. And she works with many, many investors. And she knows all the pitfalls and the barriers that normally come up with dealing directly with a bank and all the different lenders. And Dahlia was actually able to not just find me proper alternatives, but I've got nine properties now and I'm still able to get financing with A-Lenders and it allows me to be able to scale up without hitting the financing wall. And so she's been a tremendous help. So the other thing I really, really enjoy is Dahlia also does a free goals analysis. So if you go to either my website or her website, streetwisemortgages.com, mention the podcast and ask for the free goals analysis it was a game changer for me and it allowed me to actually understand what i needed to do how many properties i was going to get because of the cash flow that i was looking for if you guys wanted to reach out to dahlia you can reach out to her by email which is info at streetwisemortgages.com or you can actually reach out to her on the website at streetwisemortgages.com and then just go to the contact section and you can also call her at 1 208 6255. Thanks for listening and back to the show.
1: Back to the show. Where should I invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey.
2: Yeah, but I guess that's what, I mean, that's what we're doing for, for me too, is the email list and then providing content, providing value. And once in a while you're going to offer a program um, different coaching options. Cause at the end of the day, you know, whether you're a realtor or you're uh, an investor, I mean, there needs to be some way for you to be able to continue providing that content. And there's, that's the back end, right? Even for this podcast, like it's an, it's awesome. I love the podcast. You know, the podcast definitely is not making me any money, but it's all of the ability for me to do the stuff, you know, behind the scenes with, you know, coaching or providing special programs for people based on their needs and that kind of stuff. And that's where, you know, it's a, it's awesome to have a podcast. It's, it's uh, probably one of the best things that I've ever done, but you know, don't listen to this thinking, wow, I wonder how to make a podcast. And I wonder how much money these people are making. It's (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. It's not as much as you think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very true. Yeah. I think it's, um, well, I mean, the other thing it goes back to what I said about consistency, if you think, I mean, you think of yourself, Sarah, you know, you're now well over three dozen podcasts. I think it's, there was some figures just came out just, Fairly recently, the majority, the vast majority of podcasts out there, I think there's 600,000 or something on iTunes, the vast majority, and I'm talking 300,000, 400,000 of them have less than five episodes. Wow. And I think it's 200,000 of them have done nothing in the last year. So there's a lot of dead stuff out there. So if, if you're going to commit to some kind of medium, you've got to have that. Uh, it, it's the long game. It's, I, I always say with branding, and that's probably you know, a good thing to keep in mind is, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You're not, you know, if you want yeah. fast results and everything else, then, you know, developing and building and being consistent with the personal brand is not going to get you the fast results. That's look at the brands. The chances are if you look at the brands, you know, and love, not just people, but products mm-hmm. and services, they've taken time to build. I mean, it's yeah. you know, Apple is not a phone that just came out three weeks ago. It's,
2: right. And and that's the same thing for real estate. I mean, real estate is a long game. If you're listening to somebody and they say you're going to get rich tomorrow or in a year from now, Ron, (laughs) they're, they're not telling you the truth. It is a long game. And to create wealth in real estate, and it sounds very similar, you need to be in the market for a long time. And it could be five years, it could be 10 years until you really start feeling a lot wealthier, but the long game is totally worth it. So right. again, it's just you know, it's it's not timing the market. It's how much time you have in the market with properties, with being, you know, pay, tenants paying down your mortgage, appreciation over time, and the cash flow of that is wealth creation. Right. Yep. So when it comes to branding and strategy, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking hmm, nobody really knows much about me, start thinking of ways that you can give back, and you know, and maybe. Let me know if you agree, but it's about providing value before you can make any money off of this. Even if you're trying to make this a business, keep providing value. It might be free for a long, long, long time. But the more that you do that, the more you build your email list, the more that you have a brand, you know, down the road, you're going to be able to get a return on that.
0: So absolutely agree. I I mean, I've had I've had people that I've helped maybe I'm going to say some of them years ago. You know and literally it was you know they asked a question, I jumped on a phone call, I spent ten minutes with them, um, and you know come back years later, I remember that you know I remember you took your time I, I just did a speaking engagement for General Motors, so it was you know, my my full keynote rate and everything else. and I said to the organizer, you know why did you pick me she said she said, four and a half years ago. I asked you to do a 30 minute phone call for my team. And I, she said, I think I paid you an honorarium, like hundred dollars or something to be on this webinar. And you shared your, your information and you responded to people when they emailed you afterwards. And she said, I, you know, I remember those things. So mm-hmm. the, the same thing is going to happen. You're going to help somebody. And then all of a sudden they win, they win the lotto or something and they want to invest, <laughs> want to invest in property and boom, you're the other person
2: so. yeah it comes around for sure awesome all right so the next part of the podcast as you are probably very familiar with is called the lightning round i'm going to ask you real estate related questions anyways if you want to change them and make them branding and strategy that's fine as well you ready yep so question number one what is your favorite real estate investing book ever
0: yours that's coming out next year
2: <laughs> <laughs> that paul is helping me by the way there we go I could have never done it all by myself.
0: <laughs> I'm going to think and on my shelf, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, and I know you've had a number of guests say that in the past. Um, wider finance ones. I do like a lot of the stuff that Dave Ramsey does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, very practical, down to earth, straight talking. Um, so that's probably from a finance perspective. Further all right. All right.
2: Very cool. Number two, what about your favorite podcast?
0: Apart from this one. Um, I do flip around on podcasts because I get after, after a period of time i get I get a little bit bored. so my favorite one at the moment, which is not really well it is kind of branding related so there's um there's a professor from NY stern uh, university Scott Galloway and a tech writer called krisha i can't remember her surnames. Um and they do a weekly podcast called Pivot. Which rips into the technology industry, and it's but yeah they they play off each other very well. It's very funny, but they're also there's some great underlying branding stories that they talk about, or or brand damage as well, which we're Mm -hmm. seeing in the tech industry at the moment. Yeah,
2: and that's another thing to consider is brand damage, right? You're taking all this time to build your brand, and then one bad move on your part, it could all down the hill.
0: Yep, and and we're very much more unforgiving in today's environment now. I mean, that because as we've seen, I mean, we've seen plenty of examples, but you know, you make a mistake, it hits social media and boom, it's, it's not just, you, you tell a couple of friends, you tell 300 friends, 600 friends. It's yeah, it multiply so quickly.
2: So. It's more damaging for sure. Yeah. Question number three, what do you do for fun?
0: Uh, so I enjoy hiking. Um, I enjoy continuing to discover new places in Hamilton because we're now one of the top places for food now. It's, I think, in Canada. It's new new (laughs) restaurants. So there's always new places opening. So uh, I like to go and check those out.
2: Awesome. Question number four. If you lost all your money and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again?
0: Uh, I'd go and get 500 business cards from Vistaprint and start walking around asking people if they knew somebody that needed branding help.
1: Okay,
2: all right, good. And question number five, if somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend they spend it?
0: I would I would definitely recommend if they had $50,000 and they knew nothing about real estate investing, is to find somebody that has been successful, like yourself, and give them that 50000
2: Okay.
0: Say, I want to buy my first property. So,
2: Okay. All right. Awesome. Paul. So that was the lightning round questions. Um, Paul, where can listeners find you if they wanted to reach out and know more about you?
0: Probably two best places. So LinkedIn. um, So you can just search Paul Copcut. There's not that many of us. There's not many Copcuts in the world. So C O P for Peter, C U double T for Tommy or paulcopcutt.com.
2: Okay. All right. Great. Any final words of advice or anything else that you would like to let the listeners
0: know? Yeah, it probably goes back. I've said it already. Marathon, not a sprint. The the other thing is don't try to be somebody you're not. You already have the qualities that make you who you are. Leverage those and you'll attract the people attracted by that and you'll repel the people that aren't and that's fine. You can't be something to everybody. You're much better to be a good example of the people that you want to attract and, and you'll find those people. So, Authentic is an overused word when it comes to branding, but... Just be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else because everybody else is taken or something. <laughs> so just be yourself.
2: Good. Awesome. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Paul, for being on Worship Invest. Really enjoyed talking about branding and strategy. And, you know, thank you very much for personally helping me out create a brand that I did not have a year ago. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you.
2: Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons, and at the time, they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away, and eventually, only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that work. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive, step-by-step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you wanna be faster